Say it again louder, episode two, trauma, sexual abuse, and how it shapes my behavior now. Trigger warning, this episode contains descriptions that some listeners might find disturbing. Welcome to Say It Again Louder. I'm just an awkward gal who overshares. It's cathartic for me, and I hope it's helpful for you. So let's get started. In the last episode, I touched base on growing up in an abusive household and kind of a bit of a background on that. This one, I'm going to focus on sexual abuse and sexual trauma and how it shapes your life afterwards, even when you feel that you may be past it. So in my experience, my sexual abuse started at an incredibly young age. It started when I was about three or four. This is also the prime time for your brain to make connections and form and make you feel safe and whatnot. It it teaches you a lot. So I grew up from a very young age thinking that this was normal, that every this happens to everyone, that you don't talk about it, that you keep things hidden, and the grooming aspects of it affects you well beyond into adulthood. Um, I was frightened a lot of the time. I was scared. I wasn't listened to when all of this happened or even after the fact. Everything always was swept under the rug and made out to be not a big deal. If I brought it up, I'd be like, oh great, that happened to me when I was a child. You'll get past it. There was no dealing with the situations. So we just kind of kept on keeping on. I didn't realize how much it affected me until I got more into my adulthood. I always had a hard time connecting with people. I didn't really trust people. And to be honest, I still don't really trust people. I feel like everyone's kind of out to get me and out to hurt me or has an ulterior motive because that's what I grew up with at a very young age. These people that were nice to me, that said that they cared about me, would hurt me. And the people that were supposed to keep me safe didn't, or they actively put me in situations where I was very unsafe. So that's a, that's a bit of a pill to swallow when you're a, a, at a very young age. And then without realizing it and how it shapes you, it affects your behaviors. So I went through a period, and I'll, I'll be completely honest, if I go through periods of stressfulness, of if, if I get a relationship, I'll revert back to this type of behavior, which is you you kind of do things that put you at risk. You might have a lot of partners. You might put yourself in situations where you are going to get possibly get hurt or isn't the best scenario. You're not taking the time for you. And that's that's all based off of stuff that I grew up with in my childhood and based off of the sexual assaults. And that just kind of continues on. And then you you get a handle on it. You will go, oh, well, I was just being young and free and fine. But really, there, there's this underlying thing for me where it was, it was a way for me to hurt myself. It was a way to put me back into that. And I also felt completely out of control. So it's a way of me trying to control my life now. Because then I was in control. I could say yes. I could say no. But even then, I, I couldn't really say no. I had a, I have a very difficult time saying no. I would put, and so if I put myself in a situation that even if I wanted to leave or say no, 
I, I wasn't able to because that was overridden when I was younger. You don't say no, you do what you're told. And that has taken an incredibly a long time to adjust to. Even now at 34, I have difficulties saying no in situations when I would like to. There's the aspects of relationship and, and becoming more intimate with someone. I can go and have sex with anyone. I can't necessarily be intimate on an emotional level because I completely shut down because I don't think, I don't believe that those people will have their trust or have my best interest at their heart. They'll say this, that's great, but I don't trust that because that's what I grew up with. I, had, I grew up with lots of people saying lots of things to me and they always hurt me. So it, it really affects you on every aspect. And, but the people don't understand it. They'll just tell you to get over it. They'll just tell you it was a long time ago. It's fine now. You're safe. Like logically, I understand all this, but this was ingrained in me from a very young age that it can be difficult to move past at in times. And then I had instances as I got older and there were some things that absolutely will not, not my fault. For instance, when a few years ago, I had a police officer that was a peeping Tom and he peeped on me in the middle of the night and I caught him. And when I brought it to the station's attention, there was already an ongoing investigation that was happening, but nothing was done. They said they believed me, but there wasn't enough evidence to do anything in my incident. So that was just another case of feeling unheard and someone who's supposed to keep people safe and is supposed to do things and have the public trust, again, violated that trust in me. So it kind of set me off again where it affected my mental health, where I felt like I had gotten to a good place in my mental health in my life. And that was about three or four years ago now. And it's, I'm still kind of dealing with those after effects. Uh, it brought up all the trust feeling again. It brought up that everyone's just out to hurt you again. It brought up that no one's going to help even if you ask for help. And that's not always the case. And so it's taken me a long time to get back to asking for help, to talking about things, to not sweeping it under the rug. And that's incredibly important to me. I do overshare. I share incredibly personal things about myself, which a lot of people won't agree with, which is completely fine. Not everyone wants that, but there are people that it will help. They'll, they'll not feel so alone. And if you can help one person by telling your story, I really want to encourage people to do that. It shouldn't be something that's hidden anymore. It shouldn't be something that you feel shame for. It shouldn't be something that affects you so negatively and you suffer in silence. It should be something that is dealt with and you're heard and you're believed and I think that's incredibly important and this goes for everybody it goes on all walks of life it goes for every gender it goes for everybody and I think that's incredibly important to talk about with me how I try and break that cycle is with my own children we talked about proper touch from a young age we talk about good secrets and bad secrets we properly name things. We encourage healthy dialogue. We encourage them to question people, even if they're adults. If you don't agree with something, question it. Open up a line of communication. Have a conversation. Because I don't want anything to be hidden. I don't want them to ever feel like they're, they need to shut down and they can't talk about things. I don't 
I don't want this for them. I want that cycle to break for them. I want them to have a normalcy that is normal and not be like, oh, this happened to me. And it's interesting because once you start talking about this stuff, a lot of people will go, oh yeah, something like that happened to me when I was younger. Oh yeah, that, that happened to me too. And there's so much of this out there, but everyone feels like they've had to hide it the whole life. They feel like they're going to get blamed or they're going to get someone that they love and care about in trouble because there's these trauma bonds that are formed sometimes with these people that do these things. And it's scary to speak up and you don't want people to see you in a different light. You don't want people to view you differently or judge you. And that's a difficult thing to, to go through alone. And there's so many people out there that are going through that alone. So I think it's just incredibly important that we continue to be open and be calm and be kind and listen to everybody. Because you listening to one person might be what keeps them here, might might be that, that kick in the butt that they need to ask for help or the motivation that they need to work on themselves to move past whatever is holding them back. So for me, the sexual abuse really shaped my life. I would say it shaped it more than the the physical and the emotional. It it continues to affect me to this day. I like to say it doesn't. I like to go, okay, it's in the past. I like to try and like put on that bravado and tough person and don't cry and whatnot. But that that's because that's what I grew up with and that's the way you survived. It and learning to be vulnerable and to be open has been awesome, but at the same time, really difficult to go through. I've like, you lose people in the process because they just don't know how to take it and they don't know how to support you. And so instead of finding a way to support you, they, they, they leave. And that's fine too, because it touched them in a way that they didn't, they couldn't deal with. And that's fine. Everyone has their boundaries. So it's, it it gets interesting. And I, I just want to encourage Anybody that's gone through sexual abuse and who maybe has spoken about it or maybe they haven't spoken about it, to open up to someone that you find trustworthy, to do anything you can to heal and move on because in the end, you're what matters. Those people that hurt you don't matter. Those people that did this stuff don't matter. You're what matters. And you need to do everything you can to be okay and to heal and to be happy and content. And I think it's really, really important that you know that you're not alone and you didn't do anything to invite this behavior. You didn't do anything wrong. That none of this is on you. So I really, 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 really can't stress this enough. I think it's incredibly important. And this is something that we need to continue to have conversations about and to bring up and have uncomfortable moments so that it's no longer something that's in the shadows. And that's just something that I really would like to encourage you all to do and check in with your friends and check in with your family and check in with your kids and check in with your sisters and your brothers and your cousins and whoever else in your life that you care about and let them know that you're a safe space to talk to. And if you can't be, maybe have some resources on hand to provide if someone were to come to you so you know how to respond properly. Because that's okay to you. It's okay to not be able to be able to help, but you can still kind of help by 
helping them get to where they need to be to get their help. And I just want to thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.